Welcome to Empowered by women for women. This podcast brings you inspirational women and their stories, their successes and their experiences along the way. Join us to be challenged and inspired. Brought to you by Invintage and hosted by myself, Trudy Kerr. Today, I am meeting an interior designer, project manager and woman with an eye for detail. Jade Boy has dedicated her life to making living spaces more lovable. Jade also has a lively presence on social media, bringing interior design to the everyday person, as well as stars such as Sean Gravina and Ira Losco. Jade is also a homemaker with her husband and two children and a dog. Welcome, Jade! Hi! <laughs> thank you so much for being on Empowered. Oh, thank you for inviting me. You are possibly the smiliest person I think I've ever met. <laughs> And I'm very much looking to, forward to talking to you over the next half an hour. Awesome. But first of all, how did you get into interior design? Oh, okay. Uh, when I was around 14 years old, my parents decided to refurbish the bungalow that we were living in. And I got really into it. And then my dad has an ironmongery, a hardware store. And uh, when I was around 15, he came up to me and he said, I was doing my homework in the, in the office. And he said, Jade, what do you think if we were to open up an interior design um, shop and you'd be working in it? Hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hang on a second. Your mum and dad decide to remodel the bungalow and suddenly you're an interior designer. I mean, you must have been interested. Were you reading magazines and watching television programs? Or Yes. Okay, so this was always much. a point of passion. Yes, I'm an artist, so I've been drawing all my life. So as soon as I was able to pick up a pencil, I would draw. I could draw whatever's in front of me. So I've always been really good at drawing, entered loads of art competitions, uh, very artistic. It's part of me. Okay, but that's a long step from being an artist to being an interior designer and go and that's an even bigger step from going from helping your mum and dad remodel the bungalow to opening an interior design shop yeah. so first of all what was your role in helping your mum and dad remodel the bungalow what what were you doing were you helping choose colors or were you helping choose styles or did yeah. you go shopping with them yeah Everything of that. Okay. So basically everything. I would know roughly how much the budget was for, let's say, to remodel the bathroom. We would go to several stores to see what style matched better, which style would last longer, more durable for us. I have a twin brother as well. So we'd be living in the same, using the same bathroom. So making sure it's adaptable for both of us. Um, enough storage space. We would go through all the... All the elements that are required to design a space, basically. But you're 14 years old at this point. Yes, yes, but I was very mature for my age as well. So I, I, I would really get into these things. Okay, so then your dad says to you, he's seen that you've done a nice job on the house, and you're 15 years old, and he's like, should we open up interior designer's place? Skip the spot, skip the bit. So then my dad, straight after we designed the bungalow, um, he, he buys and sells a few properties here and there. And he had bought another property in a brush and he asked me to take a look at the layouts and things like that. So I did that and I started drawing them and I kind of had different layouts for the apartment. And then I started picking up materials and building a file up and saying what we need to do. And I was quite young. It was just like my hobby, you know, like on the side. He kind of thought about it. And since he had the hardware store, 
he said, why don't we just open up a, an interior design store? Because it kind of, there's a relationship there with the hardware store. So it's like interior design, and then you have like the, the stuff for project management, you know, from the hardware store. So it was a perfect combination. But this is a huge leap of faith on your dad's part. Yes, yes, yes. It was a huge How leap of gorgeous. faith. gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, you obviously get on very well with your dad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you're still at school and you're still yes. studying. Yes. But on the weekends or in the evenings? After school, I would go and do my homework at the office and then put my, my bum on the stool and deal with the clients. Good grief. Your dad got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to really enjoy it. We used to go to people's homes and give them, uh, you know, tips and tricks and uh, lighting, fix their lighting. They'd have some issues on mold as well. So I would start to learn a little bit on how to deal with certain situations. I think anybody listening to this podcast in January and February has an issue with mold in Malta. I mean, it, it is a <laughs> it's prevalent... quite a common problem yeah. in Malta, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yes. So... Then you went on to, to finish your studies, your school studies. Yeah, so then, unfortunately, my parents decided to get a divorce and they had to close the interior design studio. Okay. So I kind of had to make a big decision there. I had to see what I was going to do. So I decided to study something that I was never going to be out of a job. I okay. wanted to never be out of a job again. It was quite, I was quite gutted and I had to close and... Then my mom immigrated to Holland, so it was quite like, a, oh, oh my God, what's happening here um, type of situation. Um, so, yeah, so then we, I decided to do ACCAs because um, ACCAs, it covers accounts and auditing. And I was like, OK, I'm never out of a job if but I have like... this is so far away from being an artist. I know, I know. And I trust me, I did a terrific so on that one. But um, I'm so glad that I did ACCA. And then I obviously did my master's after that because it gave me the skills that I have today to be able to run my own business. So fantastic. It's a, it's a positive within that yes. framework. There's a positive element to studying yes. something that's really far away from what your passion is. Uh -huh. So once you've done your ACCAs, then what happened to bring you back to... Design. So I was working as an auditor and uh, it was like, oh my God, so boring. And uh, at one point, I remember one of the, I think it was the owner, Antoine, he came up to me and he gave me the file and he told me, okay, this I need it done by the end of the week. Okay, Jade. I told him, I'm sorry, but I'm giving him my resignation. <laughs> he was shocked and gutted, obviously, because I was doing a good job. Like, if I have a job to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it properly. But but, it whoa, 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 whoa. You keep skipping over the doozy bits, right? Oh, sorry. So how old were you when you did that? <laughs> so, um... When you gave in your, so your notice. So that lasted a few years, and I worked first as a finance um, uh, officer, and then I went up to fund accountant, and then I went to an, a semi-senior auditor and then an auditor. And then um, um, I managed to find a job in project management, with an events company. And I said, okay, perfect. So I'm doing project management. I'm still kind of like managing funds because you have to obviously manage a budget and make sure you're doing a profit and that sort of thing. But I'm being creative because I'm creating events. I'm getting divers coming up with bottles of champagne, glued on trays and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so I was really creative. But this is the job that you handed the notice in from. I handed the notes for the auditor job. Exactly. So I'm going back. Let's, let's wait for the events bit. You've handed in your notice at the auditor's job. How old were you then? When 
22, 23. So fairly light on commitment. You didn't have a family then or no. a mortgage or anything no. like that. So making that decision, somebody comes in, I want this by the end of the week, and you say, no thanks, bye, ciao, here's my <laughs> exactly notice. Exactly like that it was, yes. <laughs> and this poor man who's just asked you to do something by the end of the week is like jaw on the floor like yeah, what literally. the heck I know. and then you he went, thought I was joking actually I'm sure he did <laughs> probably hoping so so you went from there then to events an events job yeah okay In so you start to push yeah. your way back into the creative industry yeah Okay, so then what happened then? I managed to get a job in uh, a higher level because I always wanted to grow. So I did my master's. I was doing my master's at that time. Um, and I always wanted to kind of like grow. I don't know. I just had this thing in my head where I just wanted to be like a CEO of something. Or, you know, I don't know why. You know, when you're young, you just don't know really what you want. I was a bit like all over the place. And I got this job offer, um, head of operations for a software company, international software company. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds super cool. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Back up. I'm going to keep I'm picking your story apart. It was a head of operations for a software company. But this still sounds a million miles away from being creative. I know, but I was doing my master's. And I was doing my master's in business and administration. So I wanted to get the skills that I needed to fulfill the whole, um, all the modules and everything. And where I was, I was a bit stuck as a project manager. I was stuck to just be running around any hour of the day. I would be three o'clock in the morning, I'm at an event, three o'clock in the morning. So it's like, this can't happen for a very long time. This is going to have to stop at some point. I can't stay in this role for a very long time because I, do, I did want to get married and I did want children. So I wanted a job that was a little bit creative, but the hours were a little bit better. And you were with your now husband then? Yes, I okay, was, yes. Okay, so it wasn't just sort of a whole projected, no. one day I'm going to meet someone and want to have kids. You were in a situation where that was a reality. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I've cool. been with my husband for a very long time. I love this story though, because I, I, I love the fact we're taking like 15 minutes to even get how you got into interior design. It's ah! brilliant. It's a really, really exciting story. So then you're working for a software company because this is a practical yes. answer to the challenges that you had at the time. Exactly. So there I gained a lot of skills on training, on managing a team worldwide. Communication was really important. And I learned a lot of skills there. Then I got pregnant. And I had a few problems with my pregnancy. I had preterm labor with my first child. So I was hospitalized for two weeks. Um, the doctor told me, you have to stop working. You need to relax. Your job is too stressful. I'm like, it's not that stressful. I'm used to stress. So to cut a long story short, I had to stop working and that's where I started painting again and uh, my husband he works in gaming and he had to travel a lot and I couldn't travel because of my situation so I had a bit of a break there and I really started to think properly on what I really want you know I'm gonna have a baby you know I'm I've done my studies they're like on the side although I always want to learn more but I've done the majority of what I wanted to do and I kind of took a step back and said, wow, I think I, I'm just literally going to do like a 360 here. I'm literally going to go back to interior design. So I started painting and some, I did some art exhibitions. And then we were literally, um, we bought a villa in a brush and I was doing it up. It was shell. So I was so busy doing up this villa and pregnant and like, oh, and then I had the baby and then we're moving in and we're do, redecorating the whole place. So I kind of got back into that 14-year-old girl doing up her bungalow with her parents. 
type of thing. I love that. <laughs> I love that it started with your parents and then it came to you being a parent. Uh-huh. So then did you train in interiors or is this something that just yes. comes naturally to you? Ah, okay. Then, so then we come then back I to some more studying. Full blast on interior design training. So I did I don't even know how many courses I did. I did like AutoCAD, I did 3D Max, I did interior design color palettes, I did a full-blown course on interior design, all the modules. So I, I made sure that I had a good background on what I was doing and I had the software and the skills to make sure that I can do what I wanted to do. So when you came back to this, uh-huh. went 360 and found yourself following your first passion, was it scary or did you feel like you'd come home, metaphorically and literally? It was a bit of a scary space. Let me tell you why. Because I really wanted to do it. But we had just bought the place and we had a loan from here to Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to pay for the loan? I have to help Jens with this. And so my friend, who works in recruitment, she spinned me this job again. And she's like, Jade, there's this HR business partner up. Um, so I did that because we needed the money as a family. Then, um, so I did that for a couple of years and then I got pregnant again, which I wanted. We planned the second one. The first one was a bit of a surprise, but the second one was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. The, the first one, the second one we planned. So pregnant again, problem, because my manager, she told me, Jade, we need to plan all your traveling trips next for next year. And nobody knew I was pregnant. And I told her, okay, um, I didn't want to tell her because I, you know how it is in the beginning. You don't really want to expose that you're pregnant. You just got pregnant. What if you lose the baby, you know? So I said, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to resign because there's no way I'm confirming all those trips when I had so many problems with my previous pregnancy. Of course. So... I just spoke to my husband. We were financially in a better place. We sold the villa and we bought, with the money we made, a penthouse in Mostar, in Zakria. Um, and like that, we have no loans. So I was able to then open my own business. So I resigned, sold the, the villa, bought the penthouse with the money I made. and. So now, finally, you've done the full 360. I mean, that's quite an adventure. That's quite, and if you don't mind me saying, a very practical and methodical head on your shoulders. I I really wish I had been that methodical and sensible throughout my life. I'm like, oh no, that looks like a good thing. Let's go do that. You know, I'm just like, I'll give anything a go. But really well thought out and, and... Methodical, and of course now you've come 360, right the way back to doing interior design full time. Yeah. So I'm glad that we spent that much time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I disseminating so long. <laughs> oh my God. how you got there. But explain to myself and anybody else exactly what interior design is. What what would you what would you be doing for a client? Okay, so. To me, it's really simple. It's just creating the feeling that the client wants to feel when they walk into the space. So whatever it is, if they want to feel um, uh, like they're in a fairy tale, that it, so be it, you know? Like if I'm doing a child's bedroom or a playhouse or 
if I'm doing a man cave or if I'm doing a bachelor pad and he wants to feel like he's like totally got a bachelor pad. I, I absolutely love the head movement that you're doing with it. <laughs> you're doing the whole bachelor pad thing. It's great. Look at me and my bachelor pad. I love that. I love the, the feeling and the emphasis that you're putting into that. That sort of leads me very nicely onto the next question. Because how do we rate in Malta when it comes to making great home spaces? You defined your role as not making a beautiful home that is aspirational and designed savvy for everybody, because that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is you go into a space and you recreate or create the feeling, the emotion, the drive that that individual wants to feel when they go into the space. How do we rate in Malta here? I think in Malta, people don't think that they need an interior designer. I think they think that they can do it by themselves. And some people get away with it. But some people, they uh, they go into a store. This I find a lot. It's a big problem with my clients. And they go into a store and they see like a window arrangement and they love what they see and they just buy it. And then they just put it in their living room and it doesn't work. And they would have... And it doesn't just, work, Why? Doesn't the colors don't match the textures? Wouldn't go the styles don't mix together. Um, so it's not going to evoke the emotion that they want to feel in that space. Yeah, th- there are certain things that they miss out on, um, and and also sometimes you can avoid spending so much money on certain things where you just need a focus point, and the rest can be like JB stores or IKEA, you know. But <laughs> then you can just put like two or three items where your vision, your your eyes will just go to them immediately because they stand out. And that's where you need to spend your money. That's where an interior designer can really help, I think, in Malta. Like, you don't need to spend a lot of money. You just need to know where to spend the money. Is that the most common mistake, where people are spending money where they don't need to be? I yeah. mean, if you were to define, this is the most common mistake yeah. made interior design, it is... Yeah, totally. Spending money when you don't need to. Yeah, 100%. Wow. I mean, that's good news because essentially you are saving money. Yes. And also another issue that I find in Malta is they they don't um, spend money on things that I personally find very important. For example, instead of geysers, get heat pumps and do underfloor heating in the bathroom to dry the showers out to avoid mold. You know, there are certain little things that I think are so much more important than buying a fancy lamp. You know, that people should, in my opinion, really focus on because in long term, it pays you to do that. But that's where you come in because that's knowledge and understanding that most of us wouldn't have. It wouldn't even occur to me to put underfloor heating in my shower to make sure that I get no mold in the shower room. Essentially, that's what your job is. And and just hearing you now, there's an awful lot of intellectual value to your role rather than just making things look pretty. Yes. It's not just about, about making things look pretty. It needs to smell good. It needs to feel what? good. It needs Why to smell? Candles. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to smell mold. Um, I want it to be breezy and airy. I don't want to feel stuffy. One of the things I love about you is you have this creativity and you also have this intellect and 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 knowledge that goes with interior design but you are not afraid to share it because if you go onto socials you have a whole bunch of videos and posts that explains to somebody who might need to know what they need to do for instance you did a wonderful 
video in the run-up to Christmas. This is what I'm guiding you. This is what I'm telling you. Don't go and pick up every single thing that doesn't match. <laughs> Have a theme, one or two themes, yeah. constant themes, consistent themes, and stick to those themes. You can mix a little bit of difference into the theme, but keep that focus kind on that palette, theme. Yeah. But this is, this is you giving out free advice. Yeah. No, I don't mind doing that. I mean, I do it all the time. It's not just on a video. It's with my clients all the time. I give them advice. I mean, it's me, you know. I'm not one to say, oh, I'm not going to tell you because then you won't hire me. I'm that sort of person, you know. Like, I, I'm, I'm very chilled about, uh, about knowledge. I want to share my knowledge. I, there are so many people out there who need a little bit of help that I don't mind sharing, you know, the knowledge that I gain. And I have so many videos coming up this year with much more knowledge. And even in my mood boards, because I find so many clients have the same issues, that it's, you know, why not? Why, what am I going to lose? But I love this. I love that you share that knowledge. I love the videos. I love the videos that you did with uh, Sean and Ira. That looked like a lot of fun as well. And what a great opportunity because they obviously had their shell and they, the open space, clean slate, in goes Jade. How did that work out? How did that opportunity come about and how has it worked out? I literally went on her Facebook page. There was the number. I gave her a call. It was Howard. And he told me, I'm going to give you her direct mobile number. And I called her literally two minutes later. And she's like, oh, why don't you come over tomorrow? And we'll discuss it. <laughs> well, that was something that was meant to happen, obviously. Yeah, it was really easy, actually. Brilliant. Uh-huh. And then, obviously, Sean and Dira were both were like, oh, my God, this is really, really cool of you. You know, they were very blessed about the whole thing because they were obviously getting quite a good deal. Um, yeah, I had done a lot of research before I called. Um, I made sure that the suppliers were on board um, just in case, you know, if she says no, then it's a no. And if she says yes, then let's go for it, you know. Brilliant. And she said yes. So. What an exciting opportunity. Do you ever get uh, the opportunity to dress somebody's space and design somebody's space and afterwards... And I'm being a bit cheeky here, but afterwards they're like, oh, does anything ever go wrong? Um, the only, because usually I follow the client's guidelines. Um, I do get a lot. It's never, no, because I usually follow the client's guidelines and it's a process. It's not like, here's your design, take it or it's leave it. It's not like it is on but, the TV. <laughs> but no. Well, with Ira, it was a little bit because she was so busy that literally the reveal was the reveal for Ira. Like, oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. It was, Sean was more or less there most of the time, as in not most of the time, but in the end, he was there, he was present, but Ira was not present. Ira had X Factor, she was on overload. And even for her to come for the reveal, it was like la harmonuta, everything, and oh, crazy. But yes, the reveal was the reveal for, for Ira. It was a really good was reveal. Was that not totally nerve-wracking? There you are. In fact, Sean was telling me, he's like, oh my God, I hope Ira's okay with the sofa because I think she's going to think it's a little bit hard. And I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me that now. <laughs> gonna, like, we're going to oh film the whole word. thing. Oh my, but but never, yeah. never really, because you have that relationship with the client, there's never really a, a point no, where you come but to. but there were some instances where, you know, like I had, I think I had like three projects this year where I had to do 3Ds and the clients didn't tell me anything so they're like you're the designer you have your vision go for it oh my god and I went for it like I these three designs are completely like different they're both show they're all show um stoppers like one was for a, a nice really big nice house in the south beautiful design kind of bachelor pad style 
another one is for a hair salon and another one is a nightclub in Parcheville that I did recently. And they're all like out there. The design is out there. And they didn't really give me much to go with. They just said, go for it. I want this kind of like feeling when you're in, like I want that chic, you know, or, or I want that posh and, sh you know. And I just went for those w three, four words that they gave me and I just went for it. Client happy. And my stomach was, all of them are happy. Oh! And my stomach, and they're literally following everything, like with the book, everything they want, everything exactly the same. And my stomach, but when I have to reveal the designs, I can't sleep like two or three nights before. And I'll be so nervous about it. I shared with, I don't know how many close friends and par my parents, like, I shared the design. Like, what do you think? What do you think? Do I need to change anything? I'm so nervous. I'm going to show it to the client. I really hope they're like, I'm so like, I don't know why. I don't know why. You, you talk about these reveals. I mean, it's something that I'm used to. I, there were programs like Grand Designs in the UK when I was growing up. I had a huge crush on Kevin for <laughs> years and years and years, all the way through my teens and into, you know, my twenties and then beyond. Um, is there an, an interior designer, whether it be somebody who's on television or somebody who's not, that you really like, who really inspired you? So, yes, huge fan, by the way. I used to watch your shows all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I am here um, doing what I'm doing today. Did you also have a crush on Kevin? No. <laughs> and his frightfully English accent. <laughs> I love the way you're looking at me, shocked that I could even have a crush on Kevin. No. So who, who influenced you? I used to watch a show with Joanna and Chip Gaines, and they used to flip houses, but they used to do it in a really nice way, very uh, country, very natural, organic way. Um, but they also used to mix a bit of vintage in it. It wasn't like those super modern, eclectic houses. It was more of a charming way to, to flip a house. Flip a house means what? Flip a house means if it's not looking that good and it's very outdated and you'd refurbish it to look more your style, more your functionality and better appliances and better usage of things. So essentially that's pretty much what you do. Yes, Except yes. Except you might do it to a room or you might do it to a basement or you might do it to a space, uh -huh. bearing in mind the purpose of that space. Exactly. And the mood that, that the client that wants they to want. create. Yes. So how did that influence you then, seeing these people do it and make it into a TV show? Is, I, that, is that part I, of what got you doing yes, your definitely. social media as well? My social media, uh -huh. I, I kind of, I've been doing this since 2017 um, and it's only like a year in social media where I've really kind of boomed in social media. Um, and the reason why I wanted to do it was because people didn't really know what I do. They were more like, oh, okay, so you're a designer. I'm like, I'm also a project manager, which kind of really works well when I design something and project manage it because everything runs smoothly and you actually get what you have on the 3D, like splitting image. It was only after I started actually doing that with bigger projects where it, people really saw it useful. Because in Malta, it's not normal for a, a designer to literally go to a plumber and say, I don't want that pipe there, I want it there. And I want it. they wouldn't know mechanical engineering and and how it needs to work whereas a, a designer is more focused on the aesthetics rather than also the functionality and all the engineering involved to make it work better so that's where it became kind of like a plus and that's what I wanted to show to to the people out there you know listen I don't just do design I also do project management my last question to you Jade is 
interior design. Is it really that important? Can we live with the house that we've got? Can we live with the living space that we've got? How much will a well-designed room make a difference to an individual emotionally, physically, mentally? What's that going to do? Oh my God, it's a huge difference. I mean, I can, I can tell, uh, for me, it's a room can, you either want to be home or you want to be out. If you're not happy being in that space, then to me, something is wrong. Because my clients get so excited when I start explaining how I'm going to do their kitchen, what I'm going to do in the island. Let's put an island. Let's put like a really cool sofa over here. Maybe a couple of puffs. And they start looking at the wall. Couple of what? what? Just po- in case. Poofs, puffs. Sorry, I say puffs. It's poofs. Poofs. Like beanbags kind of thing. Sorry. Oh. No, no. I was, I was enjoying that part of the conversation. That was brilliant. And I'm just going to giggle at that because that was fantastic. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. So when, when, some, <laughs> when somebody gets so excited and passionate about their property how it's going to look and they get so excited that they want to just move in like hey come on just like like click click your fingers i just want to be there right now in the space that you're describing to me um it changes their whole outlook on being home especially now during covid people have to be home sometimes they're forced to be home because they're in quarantine or you know they just have to be home because they're not well and there's so many sicknesses going around at the moment it's like a roller coaster of sicknesses so for me, that space where you're at home, alone, reading your book, even if you're just scrolling through your mobile, you're on a comfortable sofa in a warm environment. You maybe have a lit up candle. Maybe you have some music in the background. You know, it's just a nice space to be there. Maybe you want to welcome a friend over. You don't feel shy welcoming a friend over. It's a comfortable space. I think that's so important in, in where you live. Anybody come into your house and judge you on what you've done to your house? Do your friends and family come and say, oh, look at that, she's an interior designer. Do they warm to your home as well? They love my home. Can I come over? Yes. (laughs) Jade Boy, I want to wish you every single success. It really has been a pleasure to listen to your story of how you took your journey to where you are and to see that massive smile on your face and the (laughs) that you have every time you talk about making someone's space lovable thank you it's been a pleasure 